Hey girl, today I want to share this topic with you because it has been something that over and over and over again, I would ask myself this question, why can't I just eat one cookie? I know it sounds silly, but do you feel like you have no self-control because if you eat one cookie, you're going to end up eating six? That's me. Have you struggled most of your life with self-control around food and you really cannot figure out how in the world you're going to overcome it? You feel like you do very well for a certain period of time and then it's over with. Well, today we're going to dig into this topic. We're going to answer this question and really truly help you discover that it really comes down to the mindset of something called scarcity. And I want to share that with you today. So stick with me and let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the podcast, She Breaks Free. I'm Tara Josie, a wife, mom, fitness professional, and recovered obsessor of diet and exercise. If you're ready to finally break free from what you're supposed to do and find out what's best for you, Gain solutions on the diet that works for your body and learn fitness strategies to change your health. This podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more or connect with me in our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Okay, it's time to put your big girl pants on, lay that cookie down. Let's get into today's show. So I never even knew this was a thing until I recently, over this last year and a half, took a nutrition consultant certification and really was enlightened through Moderation 365 to some real um, definitions to the things that I could never really put words to. And today I'm going to share with you scarcity mindset and really how our food behaviors can change if we commit to doing the work. Um, just to share personally where, you know, where I was you know, really most of my life, to be honest with you, um, you know, growing up, you know, I think it, those behaviors began so early on, you know, as a middle child, an older brother and a younger brother growing up, we, it felt like we were always on this budget of, of groceries. It felt like we never had any money. My mom was always coupon clipping and going to like six different grocery stores, just trying to find the best deal and dragging through three kids with her. And, you know, we'd get home and whatever good junk treat that she picked out, whatever we picked, whatever one thing that she let us get, every time we'd get home, like immediately, as soon as the groceries were put away, it was like my brothers were fighting over the stuff, the, the, the thing, whatever it was that was so, so enticing, right? So tempting. And they would eat, eat it all in like, it just right at one sitting. And, and it was like, if I didn't like jump in there and fend for myself, I was getting none of it. And so the behavior then began that, you know, there was no food, there was no food to be had. It was like, you either eat it right then all of it, or you're not having any of it because your brothers are going to eat it all. And, you know, at the time, obviously I didn't, I didn't know that's what was happening and the, the behaviors of the food that later on created this idea that, you know, I was living by myself and I'd have a pantry full of food and I would still have this feeling like, well, I need to go ahead and eat it all right now because I don't, I don't know, either somebody's going to, I don't know what in my mind I was thinking, but you know, it was just a behavior that was ingrained at such an early age. And, 
the freedom to be able to learn what that was, to let go of that and really operate in the opposite mindset. And I want to share that with you today. You know, most of us operate in this scarcity mindset and we don't even know it. Like we don't even think about like the, the, the behavior patterns that we had as, as kids and even moving into whether that was middle school or high school or, you know, I don't know for you, maybe when you started, you know, the, the obsessive of, of food, obsession of food, but you know, for me, I mean, obviously I can trace those food behaviors way back to you better eat it all now. And that was when I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years old. And, you know, those things carried, carried through, um, because I still felt like I had to eat it all at, at one time. I had to eat everything up. And, you know, I, I want to share today, you know, how you can, how you can get over this. I'm going to give you three different really things to think about. Um, I think that the food, these old food narratives really can, can leave us caught up in this way of thinking and really hold us back from really finding that growth in this area. The first one is food FOMO. And the question is, do you have food FOMO? You know, really let's define what food FOMO is, right? The anticipation of being deprived in the future. It makes us feel like we have to eat it all right now. I think if we don't, if I, if I don't eat this right now, I'm never going to get it later on. I, I don't have the ability to go to, go to the grocery store. Like, like this is not rational thinking, right? But because the old food narratives, you know, we think that there's going to be deprivation in the future. At some point, I'm not going to be able to get this. So I probably need to go ahead and eat it. For example, special occasion, you go to a wedding they serve wedding cake. I'm never going to eat a piece of wedding cake again. And really, you know, it's kind of a risk, right? It might be a good piece of cake and it might not be a good piece of cake. You know, I don't know if you're a cake person, but I do like a good piece of cake, but it is risky, right? So, you know, it's like, if I don't get this now, I'm never going to get it again. Well, chances are you'll probably go to another wedding. Chances are you're going to be around cake. And if you really wanted, you could probably go down to the local bakery and just get your own cake if you really wanted cake. Um, but that is one example of, you know, eating, eating it all now, that special occasion. The second, this actually leads into the second one is really called special occasion syndrome. Like to, to really get the full experience of the, of the activity or the special occasion, for example, Thanksgiving, right. You know, I get around my family and, um, of course, these days, I don't really get to see my family at Thanksgiving. So the traditional, the traditional meal that my mom always cooks, I traded that in for my husband's family, which is great. We get with his family every Thanksgiving and it's a different, a different set of, um, dishes because he grew up in the South and I grew up, well, I guess technically West Virginia is, is sort of South, but not, not South Carolina. And, you know, his family has a lot of different dishes at Thanksgiving than my family had. Now, some of them are similar, but the idea that at Thanksgiving, you don't really get this meal any other time, right? So you've got to eat everything you possibly can, make yourself sick and, you know, just stuff it all in, get the pie, get the, get the cake, whatever it is, all the turkey, all the dressing, all the stuffing, whatever you want. But it's that mental, that mental idea that this is a special occasion. I, I got to go, I got to go nuts because I'm not going to get this for a whole nother year, which is, which is true. However, at any point in time, we can go make those things for ourselves. Right. And 
the other the other thing is popcorn at movies. This is a good one because my husband, you know, we haven't been to the movies really consistently for for a while, actually, since our son was born. But since COVID, we've been a couple times. But it's like when you enter the theater and you smell that popcorn, like for him, he has to have popcorn. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you just went to dinner and you're and you had a satisfying meal. It doesn't matter. You're going to the movies and this is part of going to the movies. You have to have popcorn. I don't necessarily have that same mindset, but he does. And of course, usually if he get he's getting it. Of course, I got to have a taste, right? Funnel cakes at the fair. Been there, done that. Uh, you can't pass this up because you never know when you're going to get a funnel cake again. You never know if there's ever going to be a fair again, right? This idea that you're not going to get it anymore. All you can eat buffet. I mean, th- these all you can eat buffets are just, they, they are not my favorite going to an all you can eat buffet. There's so much there and it's just like all there. And it's just not really that appetizing. You never really fi- find what you really want to eat. You've eaten like three different, four different types of entrees, maybe some tastes of all of it. And it's like, eh, none of it really satisfies. That's how I feel about all you can eat buffets. Well, lots of people like them, but it's like, I got to get my money's worth, right? This special occasion, get my money's worth. These are old food behaviors maybe that you've had growing up. I mean, these are part of me, part of me. I think that the tools to share with you with this is really to practice. Um, well, let me hit this first. The third one is, uh, to not waste food. Did you hear this growing up? I did. They're starving kids in Africa and you need to clean your plate. And that was the deal, right? You had to clean your plate. There's nothing left on your plate. We're not throwing away food. You have to do that. And again, that's another old food narrative. Like if you didn't clean your plate, you were either in trouble, you were disciplined somehow. I mean, that's how it was in my house. And again, these are things that are creating the behaviors that we carry into adulthood that we don't even realize we're doing. And you know, finishing, you got to finish your dinner before you get dessert or, you know, um, the, the, the starving children around the world is really the the one that gets me. Cause I, you know, I don't know if every parent said that back when I was growing up, but it kind of felt like it, it was. Um, so it's really identifying what those old food behaviors are for you. So I, I challenge you to sit down and write those out. What are those old food behaviors look like? Are they any of the ones I share with you? And and here are the tools to use to help you move beyond these, right? The first one is to sh- learn to share food. You know, for me, back in the day, I'd never wanted to share any of that good stuff with my brothers because they they would all just eat it all up in in like no time. I didn't want to share any of that because I wanted to get I wanted to get mine, right? We're always looking out for ourselves. And learning to share food with your spouse, with your friends, you know, really allows you to let go of that control that, you know what, I can get more of this if I still want more, but I'm going to share this. And the more that you just even, even the simple fact of offering it up, just, you know, say, Hey, would you like some of this? You know, being more and more comfortable with that really relinquishes that control that you want to have with your food. And, you know, it is something that can really begin to shift things for you. So I encourage you to try to practice that if that's a, and you may not even realize it's a, it's a thing until you start trying. You're like, I think I want to eat this all by myself. Um, 
or your favorite ice cream. You get a, a get you get a bowl. You've been you've been working hard all week long. You're, this is your treat. You're excited about it. You get scoops of ice cream, and there's only a little bit left. And your spouse is like, "Hey, can I have some?" And you're like, "Oh no, I want this whole bowl." Like really practicing what that looks like. The second tool is really to learn to take bites of things and and walk away. Take take samples, take bits and pieces and, you know, spread that out over the course of six to eight hours. Take bites of things that are things that you would normally try to eat all at one time and try to walk away from it and see how that works. The idea is to take, be able, be able to get to your point in your life where you can just take bites of anything and you binge on nothing. Like you you have the ability just to sample whatever food that you want to sample, but you don't ever binge on it. And that is the place that we want to be working towards the, the freedom to be able to do that, to not feel any emotion around that, to, to not feel like you're going to gain 15 pounds because you do that, because you won't. It's really allowing yourself to trust yourself and step into that freedom to you know what? It's okay. I can have a little bit of this and I'm, I'm okay. I, if I want more, I'll just go get more. And that is a really good tool to practice. So sharing food with other people is, is huge. And then being able to, to practice just taking bites of, of certain things, the things that you typically would binge on have a, have a large amount is just take, take a couple bites, maybe take one bite, two bites, and then, and then move on, put it back in the refrigerator, put it back in the pantry. Another hour, two hours later, feeling like you need to go get a little bit more, go take another bite. You know, it slowly begin to practicing these things. And, and until we practice this stuff, there's not going to be any freedom. We can't just think about it and then move on. It has to be a practice. You know, the scarcity mindset is, is something that, like I said at the beginning, most of us operate in and we don't even realize it. Well, flipping that around to the opposite of that something called the abundance mindset. And in Moderation 365, Jill Coleman created this, this uh, framework to really be able to handle the, the issues that we have around food. And, and one of these things, and this is what I learned, is the abundance mindset and really says that, you know what, I can have it anytime I want it. I can have whatever I want anytime I want. It's an abundance of of food available to me at any time instead of the opposite. What we, what I, I typically operated in most of my life is I don't, I'm not going to be able to get anymore. So I need to go ahead and get it. And so flipping that around to the abundance mindset can really shape a whole new way of looking at food and, and how that works in your life. I think that you know, really the goal here is to really dissipate the urgency to eat it all right now. That's the goal here behind this, right? If you, if I make a batch of chocolate chip cookies, which are my favorite, actually oatmeal chocolate chip is my true favorite, that I can just eat one and walk away from it and be okay with it. And maybe later, if I want to have another one, maybe I'll have another one. But in, before it was like, I probably need to go ahead and eat maybe six or seven of these because I just probably now need to get them out of my house. I don't have anybody else to eat them. I'm not going to take, I'm not going to go share them because I won't eat them all myself. 
you know, just a different way of thinking. And really it took a lot of training. It took a lot of practice. It t- it's taken a lot of time to move out of that, but it, but it wouldn't have come had I not understood that, you know what, there, there's no reason to operate in scarcity because we have the ability to live in abundance with that abundance mindset. I hope that you have just gained something that really something you can put into practice, you know, and really begin to walk out of the, the, the bondage that really is holding you down with the obsession with food and really being able to let go of some of that, um, feeling out of control. And so I encourage you to practice these tools that I gave you, sharing food, taking bites of anything, binging on nothing. Would love for you to share, um, connect with me via email, Tara J, T-A-R-A-J at dietitching.com or through our Facebook group, She Breaks Free. Come in there. Would love to hear your story. Anything you're struggling with, would love to to hear that and be able to um, talk through that with you a little bit. So Please do that. Also, welcome to leave me a review if this really has um, affected you at all. Would love to hear that um, in a review. If you would love to do that, that would be great. Hope you have a great day and I hope this has blessed you. Take care. If you have been blessed today, you can thank me big by heading over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a written review of the show. I would be so grateful. Secondly, if you want to connect with me and others who are like-minded, go to Facebook and join She Breaks Free group. It's a private group where you can feel safe and always share your heart. I will be there to answer questions, provide tips, and help you in your journey to freedom. Here's to you breaking free. God bless.